Hey everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Alright, it's Black Panther weekend. I am set to see what everybody thinks of this film. I am all set to be on Twitter and Facebook all weekend to, to see all the tweets of people's reactions to this film. We're going to talk about how much money we think Black Panther is going to make. If, it was, if it's going to set an all-time Marvel Studios record. The way it's going right now, it looks pretty good. We're also going to talk about franchise fatigue. That's that point where a franchise has gone on way too long. That's not the case with Marvel, but I'm talking about those other films where you know they've gone on way too long. They're starting to do dumb things. We're also going to start calling out the dumb TV character of the week. We've got some great nominees this week, and I hope you enjoy that one because we're going to do that all the time because there's always somebody on TV making stupid decisions. Stay tuned on the back end. I'm going to give you some information on how you can get free tickets to see Annihilation on LylesMovieFiles.com. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, we're back. Got the whole gang here tonight for our big show, middle of the week or early in the week because Valentine's Day when we normally record or Wednesday when we normally record is Valentine's Day. So we cannot do that. Uh, so just saying in what's up to the fellas. Chief, how are you, man? I'm good, Jeff. I'm good. I'm wide woke. I'm good. Oh, that's great to hear, man. Gunner, how are you? Doing great, man. Doing good. Donna. What up? Hey, Jace, how are you, bro? <laughs> I'm good, bro. What's going on? Good. Hey. Edge of our king. How are you, sir? I'm living fat, G. All right, so let's just jump right into it. This is the week uh, of Black Panther. If you've not paid attention at all, it's about to be on for everybody else. I've had the privilege, pleasure, whatever, of seeing this movie already. And I can't share my review yet, but I am going to see it tomorrow, and I'm going to see it Thursday. So draw your own conclusions. Gunner, can you provide a spoiler-filled take on your reaction to the film? Because I know you saw it. Did you say spoiler-filled? Spoiler-free. Just your reaction. Let everybody who hasn't seen the movie yet go in fresh. But just say what you thought about the movie. I believe, I, I honestly can't believe that I am more excited about seeing this movie again after I've already seen the movie. Like, it's that good. Like, I want to see it on all platforms forever now. And the soundtrack is tight. But the movie, I'm sitting here like, yo. I'm just blown away, man. Yeah. Blown away. Yeah. So every week, it seems the the box office estimates for the film has increased. I think before it was started at, at 120 million for the four day weekend, then it hopped up to 140. Now the estimates are 165 million. Gunner, what do you think, man? I I kind of feel like maybe 165 may still be too low after that Thursday night screening and people started telling everybody about how great the movie is. What do you think? Correct. Correct. I'm sitting here like, uh, it's sold out everywhere. I got people selling, telling me like, Oh yeah, I was trying to get tickets today for this week. And I'm, they were like, we got nothing open, but like the 8 AM joints and they're probably going to be gone pretty soon. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like all the theaters between we live in the DMV. So Bethesda, Silver Spring, real like in between any theater in between there and there and there's a lot of theaters in between yeah we, i mean you're done you can you don't have to wait till monday to take off right it's gonna be well worth taking off if you've not seen it so yeah big big opening plan if so this is going to be one of marvel studios highest grossing debuts for non-event no no period i don't even need to qualify it it's, it's going to be one of their highest grossing films ever even if it just makes that 160 because the two avenger films cracked 200 captain america was or civil war was right below and iron man 3 was 180 i believe so black panther if it if it hits 160 it's going to open the floodgates so i know i didn't ask you guys this you know in the, my roundup of agenda items but say Black Panther takes off. What's the next black superhero you want to see get that feature film presentation? Let's start with you, Javon. What do you think? I would like to see a Spawn reboot because the first Spawn was terrible. 
and they owed it to Spawn. They no, they owe it to Spawn to get it right. They really do. It's a shame you can't have Chad Chadwick Boseman play Spawn because Chadwick Boseman is already Black Panther and everybody else. But they need to get this right because Spawn is a hell of a comic. It's a hell of a character. And the first one with Michael Jai White and uh, uh, who was it? John Leg was oh god, yeah, John, they, they didn't do it any justice. Yes, they didn't do it any justice. They need to go ahead and do that again. So that's what I would like to see. Spawn. All right. Chief, how about you? Uh, maybe, uh, well, you know me, man. I'm, look, I'm, I've always been a sucker for Green Lantern. Uh, what's the guy's name? It's John. It's John, John Stewart. Uh, John Stewart. Maybe a John Stewart Green Lantern. I mean, I mean, we could, you know, we could maybe flip it there. I actually don't know of a, a, a black superhero that they haven't actually done a movie. I know we're getting Cyborg next year soon, so I really don't know a mainstream one that would really work in the movie. And I know some, like, uh, the leader of uh, Squadron Supreme, whatever it means. Nighthawk. Black. No, no, no. The, the guy, the team that uh, Captain Marvel is in theory in charge of, but really she's not. She's, like, the only non-minority on the team. Blue Marvel. Yeah, well, actually, I think, honest, that whole group would actually be kind of fun to have as a, like, almost guardian, intellectual guardian of the galaxy. I think that would actually be kind of a cool show, I mean, a cool movie to make. It doesn't matter, because everybody, I mean, the mainstream public knows, no, they had no idea who Rocket Raccoon, they had no idea who Falcon was, so it doesn't matter. They could literally just grab into the bag and be like, yo, this character works. He's black. We could use him. I mean, I want to see Marvel Studios bring Blade back into the fold, make it a Netflix series, and just go nuts with him and throw him into the main universe. Because, I mean, jeez. And Wesley Snipes doesn't look like he's 80 years old anyway. So just have him put his, grab his sunglasses, cut his hair up, grab a couple swords, and let him do his thing. Gunner, how about you? Wesley Snipes doing Blade, but a Blade reboot. Well, we don't need Blade 4 after Blade 3. I was not a fan of that because they kind of went off. I don't know. This should be some kind of reboot. But my original thought was honestly Spawn because, yeah, I agree. It needed it, – it It didn't get – it got the PG-13 rating, which already kind of screwed it. And then, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just – it just it just didn't work. Um, Even in the 90s, mm-hmm. it just didn't work, man. I was just like – the only thing good about that was the soundtrack because I think I dug the music, but I mean, they just need to redo it. And you know what? Redo it with Michael J. Wright. I mean, again, like you were saying with Wesley Snipes, he don't look 80. He's 50 years old now. Mm-hmm. He don't look it. He doesn't look it. He's still doing Condor and, um, you know, shoot, he must have been like 45 when he did Blood and Bone and he's still kicking butt, yeah. so I'm okay with it. Yeah, so, you know, hey, it's my birthday twin, so I gotta, like, give him, give him some props. There. So, <laughs> like, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing another spawn, but the same actor, just a different director, maybe. Maybe Kool-Aid will do that one too. Why not? Why not? So another one I I think would be pretty cool, and depending on what happens with how Infinity War and its sequel plays out, I actually want to see Sam Wilson get a standalone movie. Uh, in the comic book, he he took up the mantle of Captain America, and. It was really well written because it was this whole thing of not my Captain America, a very loose play on what was going on in the White House when President Obama was there and just kind of tackling like the political and racial nature of a black Captain America. And we've already seen Anthony Mackie do his thing as Falcon. So I think it would be fun to see him take out the mantle, be Captain America, lead the Avengers, whoever they are going forward in phase four and phase five and just doing his thing. So that's my picks on it. So let's keep it moving here. Last week, the big news came out that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who created Game of Thrones, will now be taking over and directing and spearheading the new Star Wars trilogy. I asked Jason Gunner about this. So what do you, what do you and, and, and Chief think about this, Jerron? What do you think about another Star Wars trilogy coming out? All right, so I expect midgets and nudity. <laughs> I mean, y'all can laugh. I thought that was pretty damn funny. (laughs) 
No, honestly, they 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 tell a great story. They tell a good story. They paint a narrative. I just think with Game of Thrones, you know how shows get so big that I think they, it's almost like the the the, the show the, the show drivers don't know where to go next with it because this show is taking on a life of its own. It's huge, right? Game of Thrones may be suffering from that a little bit, but it's still a quality show. Maybe they do something. I would like to see them take over Star Wars and do something different. I want Star Wars with an edge. I like when it's PG-13. I know we'll never get an R-rated Star Wars, especially now in the Disney universe, but I would like an a edgier Star Wars story, edgier Star Wars uh, uh, action, uh, just something that appeals to not just kids. I know you're going to throw the lead characters of the Star Wars movie on everything from tissue boxes to bags of salad, but make a movie that's more adult, that's a little more serious. That's all. That's what I would want to see from it. All right, man. As long as I can get my Jedi kale in spinach, I'm good. All right, Chief, how about you? <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what I thought the Star Wars franchise lost out on? And I and I, you guys may not feel this way because of the the cartoon, but I always felt they should have done a Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Live action deal. I thought the I thought the Clone Wars would have been a great uh, sequence of movies before, uh, you know, the last one uh, with uh, uh, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan going at it. That. That I mean, if they make that movie, The Clone Wars, I'll be 100% in. I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if Star Wars would be great if it doesn't have a story connected to the main story. I'm kind of I'm kind of leery about this uh, this young Solo story. Um, I always thought Star Wars. Uh, I don't know if I if I don't know how good a Star Wars standalone movie would be without the characters you love or or some connection to the characters you love. Wait a second. Um, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But why did Javon just send me a picture of Ray or the bag of salad? Was I, look at that. What the heck? Was I lying? <laughs> was I lying? Dude, I mean, on salad? Crazy. Yeah. It really is our bag of salad. Wow. Bag of salad. I mean, I was joking. You know, I had to get it. You know why I had to get it? You know why? Why is this? Because your daughter? Ray on the back side. Yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. All right. All right, Chief. My fault, man. I, I just, I threw that out there just like, because there's no way Star Wars reaches salad. But apparently Star Wars reaches all things, including salad. So my fault. But yeah, I feel you on that whole attachment to the to the characters. But But what you're talking about, you know, um, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, I'm sure his schedule's free. It's not like they're super old and can't just do that role again. I mean, uh, Ian McDiarmid, who played the Emperor in Return of the Jedi, played him in the prequel trilogy. So I think that's not unreasonable. I mean, they could do that, and, and they don't have to be in every movie, but you could have Obi-Wan and Anakin show up, you know, periodically in the series and you can focus on all those dead meat Jedi who get killed off in Revenge of the Sith and have more attachment to them. I actually like that idea. Is there anything else on that that, that you didn't get to say where I cut you off about this Jedi Sally? No, no, go ahead. All right, all right, I'm sorry, man. That was just ridiculous. I can't believe that Jedi freaking Sally in here. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Gunner, what, what did you think about, about the Game of Thrones guys taking over a Star Wars trilogy? We'll see what happens, man. I mean, I, I mean, they they write good scripts. They got good battles. I mean, why not? Let's see. They 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 can do intricate plots. So I don't know if it will, if their plots would be too intricate. Like, you know, Game of Thrones is about the long play. You know what I mean? And then the huge disappointment. Uh, no comment on the recent movie on that. But you know what I mean? Where I'm like, could they go over people's heads? Will they create more fanboy angst? I don't know. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they're gonna do with it. What they would do with it. I would I would love to see what they would do with it. They will absolutely be fanboy angst. Jace, how about you, man? Uh, with the, with those guys, it's te- I mean, they they know how to. I mean, like you can focus on one character and then go back to them. They do that like very well. Like 
kind of exactly how Star Wars does it with the cutscenes. Like, all right, here you're going to talk about this character, then you're going to go back to this character, and it's not going to be just a one focused on one character the whole movie. So they do that very well. How they can do uh, Star Wars without kind of some of the R-rated stuff that they do on Game of Thrones can always be. That might be something that could be an issue because it's like some people are really good at the edgy stuff, but when it comes to just kind of tame it down, it doesn't work out as much. So, but okay. I mean, give them a script, see what happens. Of course, they'll be fired off it because it won't match Disney's vision, and then they'll get somebody else in it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So listen, I forgot my Black Panther hype. So one one uh, website who loves to troll fans with their uh, ratings and rankings of Marvel movies. They went through all 48 Marvel movies, not just the Marvel studio films. And so 48 films, I'm going to let, I'm going to let you guys going to play a game here. We're going to play guess where they slotted black Panther in the top 48 Marvel movies. Uh, Chief, let's start with you. Chief, I'm going to start with you, man. All right, where we at? We with the the forty eight, forty eight Marvel films. Where do you think they slotted Black Panther? I think y'all are gonna be surprised. Uh, but go ahead. Forty eight Marvel films. Where did they slot Black Panther? I'll say number three. All right, Connor, how about you? Um, white people black. People. I'm not gonna give you that. I'm just just. That's not cool. Just kidding. um, I'm gonna take a wild guess. And say, okay, Javon, how about you? I'm two. Jace, what's your pick? Oh, so now I can talk. Okay, fine, yes. whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually gonna I'm gonna say number one. All right, y'all y'all are surprisingly optimistic, and I can tell you that one of you was dead on with the ranking. They have Black Panther ranked as the number three. Of all the Marvel movies, okay, so that, that's good. I'm i believing in humanity, so I'm like, <laughs> what's ahead? What what's ahead? What's one and two? Oh, I'm so happy you asked that question. Let me build up, oh, God. So, so you can have a real sense of, of where this list is going. All right, so okay. we all know what number one is, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, but let me let me get to it. 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 All right, all right. number Four, ten. Yeah, number ten. X Men. Stop. Marvel. Catwoman's DC focus. All right, number ten, X Men First Class. Can't can't knock that one. I feel like there are a couple of films that were a lot ahead of that, but that's okay for ten. Number nine, Spider Man Homecoming. No argument with me on that. Number eight, Thor Ragnarok. Again, solid choice, no problem. Number seven. Doctor Strange. I feel that's a little high for Doctor Strange, but oh, okay. It did something different with Marvel. Movies. Ugh. Number six, Spider-Man 2. I feel, okay. like, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like that one's always overrated, but I mean, it, it's, you know. It made the most money right too. Anytime you have a superhero with his mask taken off in a subway system and nobody's stabbing a picture, and it's like, oh, we're just so grateful he saved our lives. I don't buy it. I don't believe and, it a little bit. In New York, somebody's like, hey, I'm glad he saved me, but yeah, I might need some money later on, so I'm going to have to take this picture. Exactly. Yeah, somebody's an opportunist. Right. So, yeah. Number five, my, my, uh, my, probably my number 45th or 44th pick on this list. Uh, I'm forgetting Hulk. But uh, Iron Man 3, which is way too Ugh. far for that one. I hate that movie. Way too far. Really? That's yeah. too far up. That's way too far. That's like 25 slots too high. Jeff? Yeah, there is still X Men Last Stand for you. Oh, that was that was probably uh no those those two were like right at the bottom. They were they were forty five and no they're they're like forty seven and forty six. They were real low, which which was appropriate. Uh, Although they had a Rise of Silver Surfers, their absolute least favorite, which I was had some issues with. But whatever, (laughs) I'm not. I don't need to defend Silver Surfer that much. It's like whatever. (laughs) Number four, Civil War. Okay. And then number two, Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. All right. So I know I think y'all uh, all know what number one is. The pretentious uh, number one Marvel movie. Oh god. Game. It's the Avengers. No, it's Logan. I know. It's Logan. I know. 
Why is Logan number one? <laughs> it's Shane Claus. <clears throat> Logan is number one. Okay. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, oh, I feel like the rest of their films were okay, but that one is like, and they had the incredible, the, they had the Ang Lee Hulk way high too. It was like in the top twenty. Where's the Ang Lee Hulk? If that what? thing is like anywhere near past forty, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm pretty sure it's boo-boo. past forty. It's 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 way past forty. Let me That's find it. Where is it? I'm, I'm Where looking. Is I'm it? looking. All right. Is it in the top 15? Because I will probably it's try to have it. It's just out. It's, it's just out. It's, it's number 16. What? It's number 16. I'm surprised Deadpool is not in the top 10. <laughs> they have Deadpool at number... Wait, the Ang Lee Hawk, the yeah. most terrible thing, the yeah. stuffed animal, okay. the pre-fighting thing, all of them. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm well with you. They have Guardians of the Galaxy right below it. Where did Punisher finish? Which one? Thomas Jane Punisher. Which one? Which Punisher? There's three Punisher films. Thomas Jane Punisher. Thomas Jane's Punisher. That's the best of the three. That's not true. Punisher Warzone. Warzone is... is Yeah, Punisher Warzone was good. I keep forgetting. Right, so X-Men Apocalypse is number 27, if that gives you some idea of where this ranking's going. Where is this? How can I have it? I'll get my team on it. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Where did they have the Blade movies? Uh, Blade was above. Blade was above. Blade was above. I think. They had Trinity at number 30. Then they had. They actually respected Blade. They had Blade at the first Blade at 24. And. Okay. Blade 2 at 19. So. Okay. Middle of the top. I like that list respects Blade. Here's a spoiler I'm putting Black Panther really high on my ranking of the Marvel Studio. List. Yeah. I think we need to do a marathon. All right, man. You know, we need to do one in time for Infinity War. So I'm I'm just blocking out about 80 hours so I can catch all 18 or 19 by the time it comes. All right. So speaking of 19 films, so with the Star Wars thing, I was reading some, some different articles from people and they're complaining about, hey, man, this is too many Star Wars films, blah, blah, blah. I've got too many first world problems. Is it a problem when a franchise has too many films and at what point do you feel franchise fatigue where it's like you know what they should have stopped this franchise a long time ago chief if you had that with a franchise we're like y'all need to stop these movies are starting to suck my 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 my, my franchise my 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 crappy movies suck well they're kind of i guess they're i don't know i've got kind of part twos i don't know if any of you remember uh this movie called ginger snaps <laughs> no what is that? Oh, it's a werewolf movie. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, I was like, the movies count because they go pretty far. Oof. It's a werewolf movie, and um, the first one was really good, I thought. And the second and third one were just, they were so bad, and I couldn't understand why. Actually, I didn't know why they did a two and a three. Um, my other one was, and I'm hoping they don't come up with a third one, was the first one was was hilarious. Hire the Kumar go to White Castle. Mm. <laughs> I remember the second one with Guantanamo Bay. That joint that joint was kind of some, some sauce. The Grudge Two was some sauce. And if you you remember Tremors, how I thought yeah. the first one with Kevin Bacon was pretty good. The second one, sauce. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are those are my movies. They, they, you know, they, they. I don't know if they should have made them or they should have made them better. I, I, I can't decide, but yeah, they tossed right. them up, and they were good original movies. All right, Jace, how about you? The movie, the, the franchise, I really think that just went way too long was uh, Resident Evil because the first one was okay. The second one was like, all right, you've kind of gone off the rails. But then when we got to like the Russia one, that was like, oh, okay, this, this is looking kind of fun again. And then uh, as you, uh, Jeff, just watched that last uh, final chapter. Trash. That was garbage. I mean, just complete, just like, I felt bad that I'd watched five movies before that. I mean, I, I, I felt horrible <laughs> by myself. Um, like, and it's funny because I just watched like Underworld. And I'm like, oh, this is actually like, oh, this wasn't trash. I feel good about watching this. I mean, like, this little, you know, a female action hero that, you know, 
doesn't get enough credit, but you know, the movies, those movies are fun, but that uh, Resident Evil, uh, that, that just far, far, far too. All right, Gunnar, how about you? Everybody knows I hate Godfather 3, Back to the Future 3, uh, but if we're talking about complete franchises that I don't own, uh, Terminator, I ain't gonna waste no money on Terminator. There's some bad ones that wouldn't be there. Um, I'm gonna go all out and say all horror movies that end up in space. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Critters oh, in man. space, huh? Critters in space. It's still in space. What the hell? Yeah. Critters like eight in space. Hold on, hold on. Like, back in the 2000 Critters. Jace, uh, uh, Friday the 13th space. Oh, man. Leprechaun in space. Lepre- <laughs> leprechaun with a leprechaun in space. Listen, when you go to the hood and when you go to the space, your franchise is too long. Because you got to go to all four movies. No razor with no Did they do that? When you go to space and it's a horror movie, stop the franchise. You're done. Space in one space was like, cause it's a small, confined area. It's the dumbest thing like, ever. Oh, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, the leprechaun in space, yeah, he went on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Anything in space is good. So let me add another horror movie to that that didn't quite fit that bill, but was still kind of messed up in a way. The Halloween series, they kind of screwed up doing Halloween 3 with this other type of situation, and then they're like, oh, let's get Mike Myers back. So they screwed that one up. That probably went too long. Mm-hmm. Screwed it up in the middle. That's it. Chase, how about you? No, I asked you. All right. So, Gunner, how about you? I'm sorry. I asked Gunner. Javon, I haven't asked you. What's your name? You have not. All right. Hey, hey, Gunner hit it on there. That was a home run in the upper deck with the bases loaded. This action scene, like, for example, how many Rockies? Let's cut Creed. Aside from Creed, we got up to six Rockies. Rocky went from being dumb, being suave and, and Manhattan on us to being dumb again. Lethal Weapon, uh, de- what, what else? Death Wish, uh, de- well, Death Wish, of course. I don't know. They, they, they just ran out of people for Charles Bronson to kill. Um, I'm glad to see they rebooted that, too. I want to see what Bruce Willis does with it. Uh, another one. God, another one. Uh, Lethal Weapon, Death Wish, Superman. By the time they got the Superman request for, oh my God, oh my God, oh, there's so many. There are so many. If you make a, if you, if the movie makes a ton and you have the sequels, you're gonna get to the point where you have too many sequels. Who was the That's one? Wasn't there a bunch of them that, um, Norris did? Oh, uh, what was it called? What's that? Delta Force. Delta, Delta Force. Like oh, yeah, best of the best. Delta Force. <laughs> they was like up to five. How did they continue best of the best? It was like a three. Oh, there a yeah. Three? We was covered Highlander too, didn't we? Yeah, we did we cover Highlander. Yeah, dude, they got to making like Highlander 9 with Mario Van Peebles. Right. <laughs> so we get to the F-list actors too, the F and the F... We get the F, F, B, all them, the, the, the bottom tier actors. You, you, you don't have a franchise anymore because the original actors yeah. have long left this project alone. All right. So I was looking through because I wanted to see which film franchises went to at least five films. Now, I think the Star Wars films are close to being past their fatigue point. Die Hard. Die Hard was great. They had four really yeah. good movies, and then that last one, A Good Day to Die Hard, where they were in Russia, sucked. It was so bad. It was like, why did y'all even bother? And did Bruce Willis not read the script? Did he not want to do Expendables uh, 3 to do this mess? And right. let's see. Uh, Fast they have sustained well through their franchise. Like, I'm actually looking forward to the ninth film. I like when they when they hold through and and have the good sense, like, all right, this is the last one. We don't need to try to make that desperate cash grab, which I feel was every scary movie after the first film. What were the other two Die Hard movies that were good? Oh, man, I like to... Let me see this joker with the list. Live Free or Die Hard, where, where Jack, Jack, where Bruce is trying to deal with this whole technological 
a hacker, super hacker, and he has no idea because John McClane is not about technology. He's just about shooting dudes and punching them out. So I like the guy that. from the I'm a Mac commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Long. Yeah. It was uh, fun. I mean, it wasn't the best of the series, but it was fun. And it didn't sell out the franchise like the next one, which was... The fun. next one was garbage. Die Hard 2 was terrible, too. I like that I'm one. John Amos? Die Hard 2. Uh, I'm good on Die Hard 2. With yeah. the Vengeance came back with it, though. With the Vengeance. Yeah, it did. Like, that was it right there. Was Die Hard 2 the one with Samuel L. Jackson? That was the third one. No, no, that was three. That was with the Vengeance. Oh, I didn't like that one either, though. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, listen. He's driving down the road. He's driving down the road, and I don't know if it's Bruce Willis or Samuel L. Jackson comes out of a a water fountain, 80 feet high in the <laughs> air, just as he's driving. And once I saw that part, I was like, oh, I, no. And then he surfed a dump truck through a tunnel. Come on, y'all. Stop. It got, hey. it got crazy. Man. Oh, yeah. You hit a couple. Why do we have 10 quarters? Oh, FDR was the... Oh, yeah. You knew everything. You knew all the presidents. You know, fuck driver's that smart driving a truck. This <laughs> <laughs> dump truck historian, please tell me more about U.S. presidents and currency. Right. All right, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we've got the Olympics going on, which means a lot of TV shows are taking a little two-week break because they don't want to get killed in the ratings. But I did catch up on all my shows, and... I had a lot of problems with my shows. So instead of going through and asking y'all if y'all watched them all, I just wanted y'all to, from the TV viewing that you watch, tell me the dumbest thing you saw from a TV character this week. Gunner, let me start with you, man. <laughs> William from Arrow. Why <laughs> the hell is this dude? I'm scared for my dad, so let me go exactly where he is with no bow and arrow or mask and just roll over to this joint with my back with my flash backpack that I got from Kmart and then he joint thing say Jan Sport. It's just like nah, it's, it's a flash backpack with nothing in it. I'm like, what's in the backpack you had to take one? Two, are you even there? He ain't take no bow and arrow. He ain't take no throwing darts. He ain't take nothing. Your dad's a green arrow. He ain't take none of their stuff, right? He couldn't even take Diggle's gun. You got a whole nother black you got a whole nother red suit over there. You could at least dressed up. I'm going to do this. Let me get some red arrows here so I can be over here. Nah, he's just coming over there to be like, yo, I'm sad. I want to be with my dad. I'm scared for you. Let me go straight to the bomb. Pick up the daggone thing, uh, detonator, and not do anything with it. Pick it up slowly so dude can grab it from me. I, I just, this is the dumbest character ever. I think he needs to be written off somehow. He should have died on a damn island last year with his mom. The end. <laughs> Then we would have seen some real Oliver and Queenness, and I would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a good one because he was dead on my list. Because oh gosh, I was just wanting to throw arrows at the TV every time he showed up on screen. Like, what are you doing? So yeah, he sucked, and I'm with you. He needs to get off the show ASAP. Chief, how about Billy you? Queen. Oh yeah, he sucks. He's terrible. Chief, how about you, man? <clears throat> We know what it is, man. It's, it's come on, you know what it is. I mean, this rain thing starting to stretch out too far. Uh, yeah. No one like yo, yo, yo. First of all, the 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 Luther, you run a multi-billion-dollar company. Your CEO stops oh. making meetings. Stops. <laughs> Showing up, can't remember where she is, and you're like, "Cool, just take some time off." Right. Then you, can, you know what I mean? Then you get to arguing with her in the kitchen, and her eyes glow red, but you ignore that. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, you know, with the exception of of, uh, of of Javon, I know I've seen all of you. I remember all of you, and. I'm going to be honest. If anytime your eyes start to glow red, <laughs> I will no longer answer your phone call. <laughs> we, just, we don't have to talk. 
We're not going to hang out. We're not going to, nothing is going to happen between us anymore as far as interaction. I'm not going to ignore the fact that I saw your eyes glow red. I mean, I'll be trying to hang on, but they, they kill me, yo. They just kill me. And now, I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. And it's, it saddens me. And I'm sad now. Oh, I, I understand. Javon, how about yeah. you, man? I, I'm I'm going to ask that no one give me harsh judgment, but I watch Celebrity Big Brother. Yes! All oh, right. It, Let's talk about it, it. There was some dumb stuff on Celebrity Big Brother. Go ahead. Yeah, the the dumbest thing, I'm going to give Dummy of the Week to Omarosa's Titty for making a special guest appearance last week. Um, I know, look, you got to sell the show, controversy sells, but with this gaggle of fame-hungry jack and apes, you don't have to do much more than just turn the cameras on. That's all you have to do. Because right now, I'm, I'm kind of side-eyeing, and I see that Mark McGrath has on pink pants, and he looks like George W. Bush. It, 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 it's shocking that 20 years ago, this was a hot young guy singing pop records, right? Right. He looks like Senior or, or junior? Well, okay, you give him the right, Yeah, he's old. He looks he looks very old now. He looks like a dead vampire. He does. It's uh, weird. Vampires are dead. He looks like a dead. He looks like one that. Like he looks like one vampire. That <laughs> underworld. He looks like the guy at the end of interview with the vampire. <laughs> he looks like Gary Old Oldham, and yeah, in Dracula. It's like Gary Oldman in. <laughs> Like, it, it is sad to watch. Celebrity Big Brother, it, I have to give the dummy of the week to, to the Omarosa thing because, with like I said, with these people, all you got to do is cut the camera on. They're going to, these fame hungry folks are going to do anything to keep the camera on them. You don't have to do anything else. But the interactions between Omarosa and the rest of the cast and her hamming up her time. Donald Trump's White House and everything else about her life has been just incredible to watch. Um, other than that, God, Mark, every time Mark McGrath comes on the screen, look at him! Look at him! He looks like George W. Bush with a, with, with a like, trying to be a young guy. It's, oh my God, please, yeah, I, I'm done. I, I can't no more. I hear you. I'm with you because there's so much stupidity on that show right now, and I can't really stand away from it after dark. Terrible. It is a buffet of stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. So my my dumb move from a TV character this week, <clears throat> excuse me, was from last week. With and I'm sticking because because I had something from both shows, both Supergirl and Arrow. <laughs> but I'm gonna limit it to one big dummy, and that's Monel, who just this week happened to realize. Hey, John, by the way, I have an arranged marriage, so it's okay that I'm checking out Supergirl and going gaga for her again. It was so stupid. I don't know why the writers are so determined to make Monel and Supergirl a thing when they can't make any relationship work in the in in three seasons on this show, no relationship that's the focus of the show works. None of them. And Monel is the worst. So I can't stand any time Monel and Supergirl are on the screen together. I can't stand when he's talking about her because he's just stupid. And he lasts all of five seconds, no matter who they're fighting. Special bonus to Alex because they broke in to the black chick's house. They broke in, came up on her while she's listening to music. She's chilling at home and she's listening to music. They go, boo. And she's like, whoa, what are you doing in my house? Then they pull out the guns on her and then they want to act funny when she starts going defensive and trying to protect herself. I'm like, man, this show is shady. And then Alex is still all in, all in her mood because of because she and, and Maggie broke up. I'm like, dude, really? So you could have shot this world killer just because you're upset because your girl left you? It's terrible. So I, I had some issues. Chief, what do you think about that, man? Because I know you watched it. Uh, it, uh, the Monel thing, uh, this week he was strong. Um, one week he's strong. The next week he, he's getting slapped around. Uh, I, 
I don't know what they like. It seems like every week the writers come to the show, and then we got to do that work, man. Who every day is his first day. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it feels like his writing. I agree. Oh, right. Like a duck. He wakes up in a new place every day. So every day, we. It's it, like my, the 51st days. Every day is a new day. Uh, Memento, <laughs> whatever movie you want to pick, is his first day. Mm. And it seems like the writers come to work on Supergirl, and every day is their first day. <laughs> what should we do this week, guys? Well, hell, I don't know. Uh, well, what happened last week? I don't know. Let's just put a story together and give it to the people. Um, and, and that's what they do. That, these, these last few episodes, they've just been putting a story together and giving it to the people. Um, the the Supergirl's talking to the, to the black girl, uh, and the other girl shoots her. Right. And turns her into the, the thing. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Now, all of a sudden, she's trigger happy. I mean, it's always a story every week for no reason. <laughs> like, what's the point of being Supergirl if people are afraid that you're going to get hurt? Oh, hold on. We got to say Supergirl. And then why are regular humans coming anyway? Right. Like, why is the D.O. even here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You are going to shoot her and go, wow, she's bulletproof? That was, I wrote that down. Right. Like, why are they even there? Why? why? Why are you even there? You know what I mean? You, your, your, your job is outside moving the neighbors away. <laughs> Knocking on doors, moving people away to a safe distance. Right. And letting Supergirl go inside. Why the hell are you regular humans inside? So it just it's every week they they like I just I'm, I'm looking at the writers and I'm like this is this is what you came up with I don't even write and I write better <laughs> so this Monel thing man everything's just getting on my nerves with Supergirl um you know yeah it's you know I I, I don't know man you. you know you you meet a girl. And you, you, you think she's beautiful, and the next thing you know, all she talks about is is how her eyebrows are. <laughs> well, you know, I go to the eyebrow people, and every week they you don't care about that. That doesn't make any sense to you. I don't, you know, we got better things to talk about, but that's all she wants to talk about is her damn eyebrows, and that's how Supergirls get just eyebrows every week. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Gunner, did you see last year? Is your fault, Jeff? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's gone off the rails because this season's been really good. It's, it's starting to, but man, it's gone. Great. It started off good. Yeah, it really was good, and and ever since Mindell came back, it's been as uh, when are y'all gonna screw it up? And now we've reached the point where they're screwing it up. Gunner, you saw it too, man. What do you think? I'm just um every if every other CW show is going right, one of them will go wrong. And since Legends of Tomorrow isn't back yet. They got to pick one, right? Usually Legends of Tomorrow takes, like, the bad karma and the bad crap and the bad writing and stick it on that show, and we don't have to watch it. We're good. Now Supergirl's taking it over, apparently. A couple seasons ago was Arrow, right? So I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess this is Supergirl's turn. I don't know. I think the world killer, she's nice. She's good. Let's play good cut. Let's play bad cut. Let's do this. I thought that plot was a little long. I'm still waiting for rain to be rain. I mean, you haven't figured out your friend's rain yet. Like, come on, dog. Like, you're like, I'm going to go back to what she said. If somebody's eyes go red real quick, I'm going to be like, uh, you're the person I'm trying to find, obviously. You must be either a world killer or rain. One of the two, either way, you're getting locked up in the whole power sucking cell. So, nah, I ain't. Mm, mm, mm. I'm a little annoyed by the fact that, yeah, there's every episode, there's like a new, like, it's not even a plot twist. It's just, another, it's like a hard development of a character. Like, I always bitch about not having character development, but now they're like, oh, by the way, it's an arranged marriage. I'm like, you just built this whole thing up since <laughs> right. mid-season finale that this is a marriage and we're not even doing this. Sorry, <laughs> Supergirl, I've been gone for seven years in the future, and I'm, I'm in love with this chick. Oh, by the way, it's an arranged marriage. I'm not really in love. Right. <laughs> plot twist. That's not a plot twist. That's just bad writing. I just like, I just feel like writing like a preschooler. 
or high schooler and just going, here you go. This is like 15 from like when we were watching Nickelodeon. This is the show 15. It's like, oh, this is a new thing. Here you go. Thank you, Gunner. So Gunner, since you also watched Arrow, I have one last one, one last minor gripe about that. So there's a bomb going off in the city, right? So Team Arrow, Team Outsiders, and even though Team Outsiders never wants anything to do with them, they're always there hanging out and helping them every week. And then Renee has to go, This doesn't change anything, dog. Hoss, we're not done. This this doesn't change anything. We're we're still rolling out. So there's a bomb going off in the city. And Arrow's like, hey, we got to track down Caden James. Diggle, I know a way we can get him. Let's call up Barry, and he can drop us off to where Caden is, and we'll take care of the bomb from there. What was that about? I don't understand why they're separated. I'm like, look, oh, you needed to track me down because you didn't trust us because there's a bomb in the city and there was a mole? Yeah, I'm okay with that because I'm not the mole. So you need to figure out who the mole was. One, yeah, you could have asked us, but you got to do it that way. I'm not We're even talking about that. I'm talking about if care. you're calling up Barry Allen to, no. to be an Uber for you. Oh, don't get started on that part. Go look through like, the city for the freaking bomb. Oh, I have a plan. I'm like, is that the cheat code you're going to use every time you need to get somewhere? <laughs> hey. The cheat code, all of a sudden, all you see is a blur. Of right, that. right. We don't even see him on there. It's just a blur. I'm like, this is this is. I was like, y'all... Somebody didn't write that one right. At is all. there a writer strike at CW? We don't know about. Like, what's going on? <laughs> they can only write the awesome, apparently. Feeling like, yeah, exactly. It's like, Feeling like heroes all of a sudden, man. Right. <laughs> like, hey, if you're, instead of asking him to pick you up, why don't you go, hey, Barry, there's a bomb in my city. Can you find it and tell me where it is? Thank you. Or, why are you there? Just disarm it. See, yeah, why are you there? Can you, um, you know, pull, pull, pull the green cord? Yeah, let's call it a night, and I'll treat for beer. So, yeah, that that was problematic. So let me just move on now to the lightning round, because y'all are hyped up, and I feel like we'll get some good stuff on this one. (laughs) So I know y'all listen to the Black Panther soundtrack. There's a theory now that maybe Kendrick Lamar is going to get an Oscar for all the stars for Best Soundtrack before he gets that album of the year. What do you think? Uh, Gunner. Why not? It's a good soundtrack. You put it together. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. Javon. That's all I got, man. Right. Hey, that's, that's all you need, man. Yeah. Wow. Javon. Man, why not? I, I agree. Why not? They're going to screw them once. They, they, this is the kind of thing where they make up for how they screwed you from before with giving you an award for something you may not shouldn't have gotten an award for. I don't know. So man. I'm that's thinking the Academy does. Song is I mean, it's dope, but don't you think you should have won it for... I don't know, Good Kid, Man City, uh, The Temple Butterfly, damn, I mean, come on. Come on. I'm, I'm all This is where they'll screw, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, they, I'm telling you, they'll give them the award for this, best soundtrack, but they'll screw them on, like you said, how many years. All right, so Rachel Weisz, who you probably remember from the Mummy films, uh, she was in The Bourne Legacy. She's done a bunch of stuff. She's, she's a great actress. So she was interviewed lately, and... Oh. They asked her about a female James Bond movie, and she was like, eh, nah, I'm not really feeling it. You know, she's married to Daniel Craig, who is the current James Bond. And she was like, no, I don't think we need a, James, a female James Bond movie. We need to tell our own stories. Chief, is there a need for a female James Bond story? Do you agree with her? Or do you think, eh, we don't need that? Or should they make a female Bond? Uh, I'm absolutely in agreement with her. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all are very talkative on these questions. All right. <laughs> so here, here's a fun one. Johnny Manziel said he stopped drinking, and now he's ready to transform <laughs> into Johnny Football once again. Who wants this one? I'll take it. All Please right. give it to me. All right, Javon, you're up. I'll say, let, let everybody weigh in on this one. Look, dude, it's over. It's over. This is not – football is not one of those games where you can take a hiatus from. In baseball, maybe if you're like a designated hitter, you you don't forget how to hit the ball. You may have to re, you, you may have to come back to your timing or whatever. But playing quarterback in the National Football League or any position for that matter, except kicker, you can't take a hiatus from. You either here or you're not. And to be honest with you, Manziel wasn't that good when he played. No. At the college level, you were a Heisman Trophy winner. At the pro level, 
you should be a slot receiver. So I, I don't think there's a space for him in the NFL anymore. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of guys who are a lot better at the position than him that don't have a job right now. So that's my take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know one who, who's done a whole lot more. Took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hey, I have a question for the Giants fan who I did not talk to last week. In the Super Bowl, we saw a very suspicious suspect commercial featuring two Giant players, Odell and Eli, Dirty Dancing. Chief, what was your thoughts on that as you watched it as a Giants fan? Um, Jeff, why don't, you, why don't you text me your address, man? I'd like to come over and talk to you real quick. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you really <laughs> like that commercial, huh? I'm, I'm not into all that, man. I don't, I don't know why. I don't even know why they, you know, you, do you guys remember when Ricky Williams came into the NFL? Right. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember that Sports Illustrated cover with him in a wedding dress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Dicko had a grooms, groomsman suit on. And, 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 and Ricky Williams was dressed in a full, a full wedding dress. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, to the life of me, still to this day, I mean, well, maybe because Ricky liked to get high, so maybe. <laughs> but even, even high, I don't think anyone could put me in a wedding dress. Um, no. So. I, I don't understand commercials like that, um, where where you know where they got you um, doing just doing some off brand stuff like that. I don't I don't I mean you know everybody was like yeah you know the, I was reading the comments everybody found it funny. I was like uh, that's that's really not funny. I mean anything I mean, that's a black man. Well, I don't even know if it's because Eli did it. I think it's just more or less. Like, but see, Eli was no Patrick There's no boundaries on being a man anymore. It's it's like like if you watch your favorite NFL players come into, or even your favorite NBA players walk into, you know, walking into the to the arena or the stadium nowadays, they dress mm-hmm. just just off brand as hell. Um, yeah. And and it's, and it's, and you know like like wearing a dress nowadays is cool. And yeah, well, you look at the T-shirts the kids were wearing, the long shirts that looked like dresses. The dresses they were wearing. The, to me, this goes to the demasculization of the black man. And they always do this. Whether it's Ricky Williams in a dress, whether it was uh, somebody else wore a damn wedding dress before. It, yeah, but that, he, was, he, he did that on his own, didn't he? He got fully made up. Like make up the whole nine to go mm-hmm. to a book signing. So Dennis that was Rodman. Doing. Yeah, yeah. And we're missing somebody. We're missing somebody. And I remember Dave Chappelle uh, saying about Larry Johnson before. They always want to put. I don't know. Uh, I could have been started with that dude. Grandma. Oh, grandma. Well, grandma was different. That was like a you know. I don't know. That felt like more of a what's his name, Flip Wilson type of character type thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just it take me to Dave Chappelle talking about that, where they got to put a black man in a dress and 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 and, and feminize you in order for you to, to get on. I, maybe there's something to it, maybe not, but I noticed that they always try to feminize a black man to make you feel less of a man. I I am halfway on that one. It's just you know the feminization of black men or where they already feminine to begin with, and now they can kind of come out with it now, right? But Mm-hmm. But the other half where I'm at with you, where where I am with you on that one, is why has every black comedian got to put on a wig and a dress at some point in their career? You don't see every white yeah. comedian. That's the part that yeah. I don't like, except for one that I can think of, and that's Dave Chappelle. I just checked. You know, we started this off talking about Black Panther and how it's looking like it's gonna break Deadpool's February box office record opening of 152 million. There's a new release that says Deadpool, I'm sorry, Deadpool, Black Panther has now sold more IMAX pre-sales than any other Marvel film. That's not Marvel Studios, just period Marvel. So it literally is a case where people aren't going to be able to go to the movies because it's going to be sold out everywhere, which is awesome and great. Let's, let's uh, make it interesting. Let's see 
Let's go around. What's everybody thinking this box office tally for Black Panther's opening weekend is going to be? Chief, let's start with you. Uh, what's what's the what's the highest growth so far? Who who got it? Marvel wise. Oh, uh, Avengers two hundred nine. I'm gonna say it does fifteen million under that. Mm, okay. Gunner, how about you? Two hundred nine is the highest. Two hundred nine. That's the highest of the superhero. That's worldwide. Uh, no, nah, just, just sticking to domestic. I mean, because those those vary too too much. Because Black Panther is probably not going to play as strong in say Russia, Germany as you know, like the other films. They had to change up Captain America's title because it's too American. You know, Black Panther mm-hmm. is too black. Yeah, so you know, we focus on domestic. Yeah, people. they don't they don't want to talk about the colonized too much. So. Yeah, right, right, right. Um. Okay. So yeah. Um. Uh, 209 domestic. Oh, yeah. 216 at least. 216. Wow, okay. And Javon, how about you? Quarter of a billion. Okay. Dang, y'all are going harder. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll see what happens. Why not? All right. This, so. this thing is being like, like a summer movie. It's going to do big numbers. Okay. For, seriously. That's, that, they hyping this thing like a summer movie. It's going to do big numbers. It is, but none of the movies do like that much. I mean, that's so like the first Guardians movie made three hundred thirty-three million total. So mm-hmm. the they Guardians, don't. Though. Yeah, but but We're talking uh, Raccoon Man, we ain't talking about Captain America and Shield. We ain't talking about Black Panther in a whole vibranium suit. The whole nation not even touched by colonization. Come I'm on, man. I'm wrong on that. I'm wrong on that. Avengers is only 207. But the second one is Avengers Age of Ultron. That's 191. Civil War is 179. Iron Man is 174. So nothing else. Like Thor, Thor did a lot. They had a lot of critical acclaim. People were excited about it. It made 122 its opening weekend. The it's last Thor. one, Ragnarok, the, the best one. That makes sense. It's Thor. True. See, well, you know what, what we bargain, we're not bargaining on with this is that you got a generation of people that don't remember another black superhero. This is going to be big for a lot of kids, man. They go to work. So here's, yeah. a, here's a nice reference for y'all. So the second Blade film, which I assume was the highest grossing of the Blade films, its total gross was $82 million. So Black Panther is set to make more than that, which is crazy. And that's good. I'm excited. Great. Yeah. So by this time next week, all of us will have seen Black Panther and we can talk about it. Hope you enjoyed that show. I had a blast doing that one. It was really funny. I hope you didn't hear me laughing too much into the mic. The guys just have me cracking up and I, I didn't realize that talking about Supergirl and Arrow would get us so worked up. Yeah. So I told you I was going to have a special ticket giveaway for Annihilation. That's the new film with Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson and tons of other great actors and actresses. There's a screening for it for people in the District, Maryland and Virginia, aka the DMV, at 7 o'clock at Mazda Gallery on February 21st. That's next Wednesday. And But I'm giving you everybody who's listening a special heads up. I'm going to post those tickets on Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you're on the East Coast, if you're in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, that's your very first crack at getting these tickets. I'm going to post it, but I'm giving you the heads up so you know right at 9 o'clock to go ahead and, and go onto the website, lylesmoviefiles.com, and you can get those tickets before everybody else does. That's just a heads up for you. Let me know what you think about Black Panther. I definitely want to get some comments and, and hear from people who've seen it by this point or are going to see it over the weekend. And I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.